I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. Hi, I'm Kate. And this is Mike, which you probably know that by now. And today, as we are every day on the podcast, we are talking about life, love, and business. And we had a question in this week that we thought would make a great episode. Well, so, how are you doing, Kate? Oh, I'm doing good. You always like to jump in. Let's, let's do a catch up. All let's right. see how everything's okay. going. So serious. I'm good. Here. I've started drinking Bulletproof coffee again, which I haven't done since before getting pregnant. So that's kind of fun. Mike got me this really delicious Joe's coffee, which is made relatively locally in Massachusetts. It's organic and it has hints of dark chocolate in it. And it's really luxurious. So it's called Jim's. Oh, Jim's. Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Jim. Jim's coffee. It's really awesome. And yeah, and I've been experimenting with intermittent fasting a little bit. So doing like, you know, waiting 12 to 14 hours between dinner and eating my first meal of the day. So that's been interesting. Jury's still out on whether or not I like it, but I'm going to give it a little more time. But probably this weekend, we're going to see my cousin and our friend Scotty and their new baby, Easton. And there's a really, this is in the hometown that my mom grew up in, in Ellicottville, New York, really sweet little ski town in Western New York, an hour south of Buffalo. And there's a really great place there called Dina's that we tend to go every day for breakfast. So I think I probably won't be doing much intermittent fasting because I'll be doing breakfast. So we'll see. It's great. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. I was getting there. <laughs> yeah. It's like at night when we do our gratefuls, I say, what are you grateful for? And Mike does three gratefuls. And a lot of the time I have to just start in with mine because you don't ask me. Well, I know. That's what we're... Yeah. You might have been getting there, but the look on your face looked like you were ready to be done with the whole podcast at this moment. I am also... I'm having a little trouble getting started this morning. I'm dragging. So I'm just sharing that. All right. Well, hopefully... I think the Bulletproof Coffee will kick in. Yeah. Update on Penelope's eczema story, because people have asked about that. Oh, really? Yeah. I just seen comments and always feedback about it. Thanks for caring. Yeah. Thanks for caring. Caring. It is going really well. Yeah, it's getting much better. So it's she just is still itching behind her neck and her behind her legs. But besides that, making great overall progress. the skin is. I was looking at pictures the other day from when she was like nine months old, and it was really bad. So just imagine like a super bad sunburn, and like your skin's flaking and peeling, and that's what was happening to our daughter. But that was from her eczema, not from the sun. Yeah, so that's going well. She's walking and talking and. She's starting her whole little... Her and I had a really sweet day yesterday. It was just mainly dad and daughter day. Kate was in there a little bit, but Kate was doing a lot of writing and stuff. So, and Penelope wasn't feeling good. So, we kept her home from daycare. And we had a really sweet day. We went to the grocery store, which she always loves. And then we did all sorts of other stuff. It was nice. Yeah, I came home and Mike was reading on our bed and Penelope was asleep on his stomach. It was really precious. Yeah, it was cute. I feel like our child... I get super jealous of those kids that just fall asleep everywhere. Oh, somebody, did you see the video that Joan Cavino tagged us in about the kid that fell asleep on the train? No. Okay. So anyway, there's a small train that like goes around your living room and it's like this 
it's like a rocking horse type size. And this kid literally fell asleep while the train is going around <laughs> and the parent is videotaping them. And the child is sleeping on the train while it's going around and still moving. It's amazing. That's funny. Anyway. So yeah, that's funny. And so that's, I've always been jealous of the children just fall asleep everywhere. And I feel like Penelope is getting there. I think we're moving in that direction somehow. So anyway, that's kind of the updates. Yeah. Yeah. It's We've cool. got big things going on over here. And yeah, so today... Oh, we're moving. That's another highlight. Oh, that's a big thing. That's uh, yeah, big. I mean, this is kind of an episode in itself, but I remember you posted about... I've done a couple Project Life for Mike Watts episodes on this already about making decisions quickly. And I know you posted an Instagram picture on this recently, just how our lease was technically not up in our house until the end of June. But at the end of June, Kate and I are going to London. So we told our landlord, like... Mike got me tickets to go see Adele for our anniversary in London. How amazing is that? Yeah, you know, it's convenient. So it works out great. It's highly convenient. It's going to be a nice vacation for it's Kate and I to awesome. get away. I'm so excited. Yeah, super pumped. Which I booked, hello people, using airline points. Maybe we can just have a whole episode on that and how I structure and how I think about we booking trips. We should have a travel hacking episode. Yeah, I'll a thousand bucks. It cost us a thousand dollars to go to London and the thousand dollars was the airline tax fees. And that includes premium economy on Virgin over to London. And that includes first class coming home. And it's all on points. And our hotel will be on points as well. So basically, we're spending plus the Adele tickets. So, But it was basically like from a travel standpoint is $1,000 for the whole trip. So that works out pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, what else were we talking about? Oh, yeah, moving, making decisions quickly. Our lease wasn't up. And we pulled our landlord to we might want to... If we find somebody that wants to rent in June, we live in a pretty nice little neighborhood that overlooks the water and it's really convenient. And it's we live in a city that is huge for summer rentals and just people come here for the summer, come in Maine and vacation land. So it's a good investment property for our landlord, which is why she bought it. And we were just like, yeah, you can find somebody. And then she came back to us and said, somebody wants to move in May 20th. And we're like, well, that's a little bit early. It's right in the middle of what's our next launch is. It's probably a little bit earlier. And and we were both like, what about the beginning of May? And she was like, okay. So she asked these potential tenants if they wanted to move in the beginning of May. And we found out on Sunday that they signed a new lease, are moving in on May 1st. We have to be out by April 30th. And this was on April 1st that we found out, right? April 1st. So we basically knew in one month we had to move out. So then I spent Sunday night, Monday, basically looking for places. We went and looked at two houses, three apartments. And on Tuesday, we signed a lease. You know, it's just done. You know, it's quick and it's done. You know, and then we have, it's just, then we just have to downsize our stuff because we're moving into something that's about a thousand square feet smaller than where we live now. So some stuff's going to have to be in storage till the house is built. But yeah, it's just making those decisions quickly and moving through. Well, you know, what set us up for that this time around is that we are focused on this launch for May and also building our house. And so it just like at the end of the day, it didn't matter that much where we ended up living for the next 10 months because whatever. So this is a good um, lead into the topic today. Yeah. So let's talk about what the topic is. So we had a question from... So as I you know, I say who it's from because I'm, I'm not going to say who it is Great. from. We had a question from one of our B schoolers who, and B schools the program that Marie Forleo put together. We talked about it. We interviewed Marie about it, and she came in and said, "Here's her question," and we thought it was a good topic to talk about. 
I'm struggling to get everything in, and I knew that this was not the best time in my life to do something as intense as B-School, but I did not want to wait until next year. I have not been able to do anything yet, okay, and anything she capitalized. I am still working on the what is right business module. Now, this is the intro module. It's called Start the Right Business. Start the Right Business. But this is the intro module like before. So B-School is an eight-week program. As soon as we signed up, you had access to this. So for folks that don't have a business idea or they're not sure where to start, this is what the purpose of this is. So it really gets things moving. Which also, it requires a lot of work, too, when you sit down and really go through it. I know you all say that there is no being behind, but I feel like I'm so far behind. I I wish, like, I just want to read this back to her, like what she wrote. I'm a homeschooling mom of four, and my husband owns a restaurant, and I have my own direct sales business and a team. I know I need to start my online business and help people live a clean and healthy life. I have so much information in my head and can support people. I know B-School will help me. I just have not gotten there yet. Can you help me understand how to fit all of it in? How do you guys do it all? Feeling a little overwhelmed. So I think this question applies whether you're a B-schooler or not, which is why we wanted to do an episode on it. Because, you know, I think from the outside, I get the feedback a lot that it's like, wow, you guys do a lot. And yet this whole year, the theme has been doing less. Right. And we even did that podcast that came out last week that talked like all the stuff we accomplished in the first quarter. And we even said last week was like, wow, that's been a lot of stuff. I know. That's what's so weird, because I actually do feel like I'm doing less, but we're getting more done. And that is the whole thing. So it's like, okay. When I'm asked the question, how do you guys fit it all in? It doesn't feel like we're trying to fit in a bunch of stuff. And so we wanted to give those who are feeling overwhelmed by their life some tips on how to quote unquote fit it all in or get it all done, which I have to just say up front, the goal cannot be to fit it all in or get it all done. Because if you're starting from the perspective of I'm trying to fit all this stuff into a limited amount of time, like this really comes down to sort of a time conversation. You're setting yourself up to fail, basically. Would you agree with that, honey? I would. And I would just like to say to add on to kind of what lady, I'm going to call her Lady A. That's the mysterious guest who asked the question. We didn't actually ask for approval to share her name, so which is why we're not. So we're going to call her Lady A. But it's also... I don't know if this is the right time. I mean, I'm definitely going to say it during... Anyway, but like look at... I mean, the whole thing about homeschooling for kids, right? I'm just going to use that example right now. It's like, I feel like we are comparing ourselves. Like, this also goes into a comparison game. This also looks at, like, I'm just going to use Kate and I because we're here. We're like, oh, how do you guys get it all done? Like, we are not getting it all done. Like, there are so many things we want to do. If you guys saw our kitchen right now, parts of it look like a bomb exploded. Like, there are... It doesn't? The area behind you does. But like there are things that every day I consciously am like, yep, I'm not going to get that done. Yep, I'm not focusing on that. Right. So we'll talk about that. So and it's something to think about, like you have four children at home and you're homeschooling them, which is like that is a huge responsibility. And that's phenomenal. Now, you know, it's a toss up because like you have to do something for yourself, too. Right. It's like just you can only take care of so many kids for so long until we feel completely drained. Right. And whether it's one child or whether it's two children or whether it's three children or whether it's four children, 
and you have to do something for yourself. So maybe doing B school or the direct selling company is what you're doing for yourself, Lady A. But it's one of those, it's to really look at the current life situation and realize that myself and Kate included do not get everything done that we want to get done. And it's just not going to happen. Like I will die one day. And I will not accomplish everything that I want to accomplish in my life. We're never going to accomplish everything we want. And I think that the idea is to really like the mantra is I will never be done. Right. And this whole idea of getting it all done indicates a finish line of some kind where there will be a moment where it's like, okay, I got it all done. You're never going to have that moment. You'll never be done. And so how can we embrace the fact that we'll never be done? And how can we pick and choose what we actually put our attention on? Now, obviously for you, I would imagine homeschooling your four kids is a huge priority because you listed it first. Right. Which is awesome. So you're clear on that. And then, you know, your husband owning a restaurant, like I have heard that the restaurant business is no joke. In terms of time commitment and intensity. So that's a really big deal. Yeah. I used to work in restaurants. So I completely, the owner was always there. Yeah. Before I showed up there late, I used to drop, I used to deliver beer and we used to go to the bars at 7 a.m. to drop. Of course, used to deliver beer. Of course. so many different jobs. (laughs) I have. I've had a lot of jobs. (laughs) I worked for a beer distributor. I wasn't even 21. So I couldn't, I could do, what was I? No, I was 21. Was I 21? No, I wasn't 21. I don't know what I was, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I worked there. And so I used to travel with the guys for, they let me ride with them for a week or so. And we used to go to these bars at 7 a.m. And who's the guy that's at the bar at 7 a.m.? It's the owner, the owner. Yeah. who probably left at midnight, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's a super high. Yeah. And then you've got your direct selling business and you have a team. So there's that happening. And then you want to grow a business online to teach people about healthy living. So those are the things that you identified. I'm sure there are other things in your life that are important to you as well. But I'll tell you, I'm going to just simply answer rather than kind of give you advice for your situation because I don't know you that well. I'm going to just answer what we do. Yeah. Because I think that's the only way to really best without being able to ask you more questions. I think that's the only way to be effective here. So I will tell you how I organize my week at the beginning of the week on Sunday nights or Sunday afternoons. Sometimes Mike and I sit down and we kind of have a going over the schedule meeting where we just look at the calendar and we say, okay, where's Penelope each day? Because we bop her back and forth between two daycares, which is not optimal, but it is what it is. (laughs) And we're working on a solution. But in the meantime, you know, we got a Chuck perfect and there it is. So where is Penelope? Chuck perfect? Chuck perfect. Yeah. What is that? Like let go of perfection. Chuck it. Oh, got it. Okay. You know, chucking a ball. I'm with you. So we say, okay, where's Penelope? Is she at YDC or is it she at Melanie's? Which days does she have daycare? Are we going to Boston for her skin treatment? Are we not? When do I have her other acupuncture appointments? What kind of meetings do we have that week? What kind of evening commitments? Do we need a babysitter one of the days that we forgot about? Who's taking Penelope to daycare and being the point person in the morning? Because we alternate who's like the primary point person every morning. I will say, I just want to give you credit, Mike. You end up doing it more than I do because more than you do, I end up sleeping a little bit later if I've slept downstairs. We also alternate who sleeps upstairs in our bed because due to our sleep interruptions. And so... Um, it's getting better, though. It is getting She's better. Sleeping. But last night I had to leave at yeah. 3.30 because Penelope has a little cold and she was like... <sighs> 
her breathing was so loud. Even with my earplugs, yeah. I could hear through it. And as opposed to you, if you're snoring, I just kick you. I didn't feel it would be appropriate to kick so our toddler. <laughs> just you can withstand it. Plus, I know you never remember. But no. I'm not going to I do like... wake up in the morning sore, though. No, you don't. Yeah, sometimes. Lie. I feel like I've been in a battle. You have because you and... snore so loud and I get so mad when you keep me up. <laughs> For... People whose partners snore, I usually only snore when I'm eating dairy or sugar. S- sugar. And usually it's before, like if I have an ice cream in the middle of the day, that doesn't affect, but it's at nighttime, dairy, sugar, wheat. Yeah, gluten. Usually gluten really gets in that causes a lot it's of true. snoring. The cleaner your diet is, the yes. less you snore. It is true. It's really amazing. Right now, I probably snore less because I, my diet is super clean. Mike's dialed in right now. Oh, yeah. Six-pack Watts is coming. Oh, my, oh my God. Really? No, probably not. Anywho, so we kind of look at the week and we just assess who's going where, who's taking who, what's happening, who's picking up Penelope, all the things. And is there like a gaping hole in child care that we missed? So that's like our first and foremost. Then it's, you know, just looking at the other things. Oh, whoops, we have theater tickets. We didn't ask for a babysitter. Okay. So we take care of that. And then I personally, not with Mike, I go through and I look at, okay, I write out a couple of things. I say on a blank page of my notebook, I say week of whatever the date is Monday. So this week it was week of April 3rd, 2017. And then I write down what phase of my menstrual cycle I'm in, because that helps me just know about the energy of the day. And I really learned about cycle syncing from my friend, Elisa Viti. She created the MyFlow app. So if you want to learn more about what the frick I'm talking about, it's M-Y-F-L-O, and you can just get it on the iTunes store. It's really fabulous. So I know what phase of my cycle I'm in, and that kind of helps me to know what my focus needs to be, because each phase of your cycle will have different gifts and opportunities of a type of energy that will apply to your business and your life. And then I write down my core desired feelings each week, a la Danielle Laporte in the desire map. So that keeps me grounded. And then I write out my three priorities for the week. So this week it was working on these launch video scripts. It was getting the wireframes approved for a new website that we're building. And it was doing a recap on the Money Love course live webinar that we did a couple weeks ago. So those are my three priorities. And then I write my to-do list of just like other little things that need to get done. I know every week I'm writing a blog. I'm writing an update to our B-schoolers. There's like little things. And then I have our team meeting on Mondays with our project manager, our customer service person, our sort of like tech entreport person. And... This new woman, Licia, who you might have heard on our podcast, she now works with us, and she's kind of like my content collaborator slash launch manager for this new thing we're doing. So I get on go-to meeting with them. I see all their beautiful faces, and Bonnie, our project manager, gives me a whole other bunch of things that I'm supposed to be doing. So she really acts as my executive function in my brain, because if it weren't for Bonnie, I wouldn't remember to do anything. And like, we basically had to hire somebody to remind me to do things because if it were up to me, I would forget. So thanks, Bonnie, for that. <laughs> and that's how I organize my week. So, and then I also, for a couple of weeks, I was forgetting to do this and I was getting cranky. So I actually, on Sundays, when I look at the schedule, I also 
plan out my workouts. So what yoga classes am I going to do? Which days am I going to do a booty yoga workout at home? What days am I going to take a walk with Penelope? And so I've got those planned out ahead of time. So I know how to organize childcare around it or whatever. Cause if I wake up in the morning and try to fit in a workout after the fact, it's never going to happen. And I had a couple weeks where I wasn't exercising and I was just like, my body does not feel good. So that's what I do each week. And that helps keep me grounded. It's not how I get everything done because more times than not at the end of the week, there's things on that list of to do's that I didn't get done, but it at least keeps me like between the ditches. And I like to have a weekly to-do list as opposed to a daily to-do list because I feel like, especially with a child and just like the nature of feminine energy, there's an ebb and there's a flow. And so there might be certain days during the week, depending on how much I slept, depending on what I ate, depending on exercise, depending on where I am in my cycle, that I like power through things and get a ton done. And there might be days where I'm super unfocused and nothing happens. And so if I have a weekly to-do list as opposed to a daily to-do list, I've cut myself more slack. And that feels really good. And then I, to be honest, many people like sort of time management people would say, okay, then you would transfer your to-do list from the week before, you know, the things you didn't get done to the next week. I actually don't do that because I figure if I didn't get the thing done, it probably wasn't that big of a priority. And if it needs to get done, it'll come up in conversation with someone in our team or I'll realize it actually does need to get done and I'll add it in then. But I do not transfer all of the items I didn't get done because to me, it's like if it didn't happen, it probably didn't need to happen. So (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that's how I do it. That system evolves over time. But did you know that I have a system, honey? No, I'm, I, knew, I knew you had something, but I'm learning more about it now. Mm-hmm. What cool. do you do? I just like Chris Carr's philosophy where she would just delete her whole in- inbox sometimes. <laughs> you know, she t- told us one day and Kate was watching her because I would email Chris Carr and I would what I would end up doing emailing her is I would create subject lines that were so outrageous. Which is such great copywriting practice. Yeah, it was so outrageous that it would get her to open it because like, I can knew... Can you give an example? Oh, it was like naked in the woods or it was. So my away messages have been some epic away messages where Kate and I went to the woods or we did something and I don't know what we ended up doing. It was and, that crazy retreat that we did. Yeah, in it was Shasta. a crazy retreat. Remember? And oh my gosh, that was crazy. So we ended up doing that crazy retreat and you're like, you're naked in the woods and you're swimming in these things with all these people. And I don't know, you know, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a commune. It's sounding more bizarre actually than it actually was. No, I mean, most that's, of the that's retreat not was wearing clothes. Right. Yeah. But if you wanted to go swimming naked it with was all the people, special springs that had yeah. like a masculine and a feminine water coming. For those of you who are pretty woo woo, you'll know about the springs. Yeah. in Shasta. It's like Burning Man, small scale style stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. But without the weird outfits. Yeah. Without the crazy outfits. So the outfits are cool at Burning Man. I like seeing the pictures. I do, too. I love seeing the pictures. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll go. Maybe. I mean, sitting in a desert for five days, I don't know. I want to be one of those people who like shows up in a helicopter, stays for two nights in a tricked out gorgeous RV, and then like leaves for eight hours I want to glamp it. Yeah. Yeah. If we did it that way, I would totally. Yeah. Glamping. So if any of you are listening who go to Burning Man like that and would like to invite (laughs) Mike to your little pod, we're open. (laughs) I remember Kate asked me this a couple years ago. It was like, do you want to go to Burning Man? And I said, no, I've already been through college. And it was like... (laughs) 
I feel like Burning Man was like my college experience. No, I don't think so because there's this whole overlay oh. of Burning Man about consciousness and like higher evolution. Right. Plus why costumes. you do tons of drugs and some you drink. Some people don't do drugs. Right. Some people don't. But Burning Man. I, like I said, in college, we thought about higher consciousness and all of that stuff. Wearing, you did? Wearing crazy outfits and doing drugs and getting drunk. Was like it the about a utopian society at, <laughs> in college? Getting drunk? I mean, that's kind of what college is, really. It's like it was all... not utopia for me. I'll oh. tell you what. Well, no, you went to Brown. college. Was not the best years of my life. No, see, just saying it now. Uh, it well, was these great. are the best years of my life, honey. Oh, so cheesy. They that started was when I yeah. when I met you. Oh, cheese <laughs> 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 ball but moment. It's true. Yeah, I know. No, um, it really has been. I second that. It has been. I'm much happier now in my life with this. College was fun, but it's not the best years of my life at all. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to talk about that as being the best years of my life. And I like to live as though the best years of my life are always ahead of me. But right. I will say so far, like these are the best years of my life. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. They were way better once Penelope. No, I'm just kidding. They. <laughs> uh, Anywho. Anyway, what I have were we no idea about? what we're so, Burning Man. No, Burning uh, Man. We're talking about. So oh, how one do thing, you do your Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing, just to, I want to reiterate a couple things that Kate brought up, which could be very helpful for you, Lady A, maybe. And I'm just not 100% sure because I know, I just remember my mom telling me this all the time, too. It's, I always was like, Mom, why don't you just get a cleaning lady? Because you would always like, I got to clean the bathrooms and I got to clean this and I got to clean that. And she's like, well, it's just better if I do it, you know, and all this stuff. So one thing that Kate mentioned a lot and nothing against you, Mom, you know, if you like cleaning, that's great. But we don't like to clean. I I have to say, Michelle, your house is always impeccably clean. clean and yes. so whether you like it or not, you're really good at it. Yeah. So it's not that your life goal should not be just to clean your house, though. But the... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you have another life goal, mom. But to I'll, be a grandmother, yeah, which that's you're exactly also amazing. Amazing. At. At. If anybody needs to drop their kid off for a week, <laughs> my mom is. Are you taking applications, mom? This would be a good business, FYI. It will be a great. You could drop your child off with you, charge outrageous rates. Yep, and you could have like five. It would be like around. rent a Grammy. Yeah. You rent could a do Grammy. A rent oh, a Grammy service. Nice. All right, mom. There are a lot of people this. This who don't have grandparents nope. who are either willing to or available to you know help with their children and yep. i feel so grateful that we have three sets of grandparents in our family who are willing to help and able in certain ways it's and, a pretty um, awesome anywho. one set is really for long term at this moment in time yeah that no the indiana parents. grandparents are rocking yeah. it on the vacation front. so if you happen to be in indiana and mom you can charge outrageous rates you could just have a whole bunch of little kids running around and you could just quit your job because you could just be the what'd you call it the rent a grammy rent a grammy yeah that's amazing <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so it's that Kate mentioned a couple things about there's help, right? And so help doesn't, anytime we talk about like outsourcing or hiring people, I know initial thought is like, well, I don't have enough money to be able to do that. And the reality is you're, it's probably cheaper than, and I don't want to think that, I don't want to make it sound like our help is cheap, right? But it's probably cheaper than what you actually think, Right. So, for instance, like we have a woman that comes and helps us cook and stuff. You know, she cooks food for us, et cetera, which is $15 an hour. Right. And then we have a woman that just like cleans our house. Right. And that's once every other week. So maybe when you budget your stuff out to say, maybe I shouldn't get my house clean once 
or every two weeks or once a week. Maybe it's once a month. You know, at least to help your situation out a little bit that it requires other people. It's like, what do they say? It takes a community. What's the It takes thing? a village to raise a child. Right. It takes a village to raise a child. It also takes a village to be an adult, right? It takes... <laughs> It takes a town to be a adult and function. Mm-hmm. Like it's when I so I finished watching the CrossFit documentaries and all this stuff, and um, now I'm like totally. This is what I do. I like get excited about something. And I go down ridiculous amounts of rabbit holes exploring it. And one of the things that was said by one of the coaches who's coaching these. There's a guy in Massachusetts that has coached literally the champions of CrossFit right now. It's crazy. He's unbelievable. He did a great podcast on happiness and all of this stuff this week. I'm going to link it up in my email. It's one of Penelope's favorite words. Happy, happy, happy. happy. <laughs> I'm going to link it up in my email newsletter mikejwatts.com this week because it's so it gives you it's such a different perspective than I've heard so many people talk about. But he talks about that as these athletes, they literally are going to acupuncturists, they're going to chiropractors, they're going to massage therapists, they're like treating their body like it's their job. Instead of just working out 24-7, they actually have to have and hire these other people to work on them every single week. Like they have to treat their body with like if I'm changing the oil in my car, right? I have to continually like maintenance maintenance my car just like I would my body. It's the same with our house. We maintenance our house. We maintenance our life. We allow. We maintain. We maintain, right? We (laughs) basically, we allow other people to help us to accomplish things, which is extremely hard for the majority of folks that live in the United States of America. Can I, I talk about just a mindset thing on that? Yes. that's So like, okay, so we pay, I'm just going to be super like transparent. We pay like basically $92 every other week for this fabulous woman, Sarah, to clean our house. And I love her. I love her energy. Okay. So let's say you were like, I can't afford to pay somebody to clean my house. I understand that there are very much situations where that is true. So I just want to acknowledge that. I'm not saying everyone can afford to do that. I'm very grateful that we can. If you are in the gray area where actually you might just be saying that you can't afford it, but you suspect that possibly you could if you had a mindset shift, this is for you. When Sarah cleans our house, I, A, save the three and a half hours I mean, this is hilarious as though I would have ever done it anyway, but I'm just saying like, let's say I save when she comes twice a month, I save seven hours a month, right? Cause she takes her about three and a half hours each time. I have seven hours back that I wouldn't have spent cleaning the house in some hypothetical planet where I would have actually done it in the first place. Oh my God. You wouldn't clean. <laughs> okay. But I just have to give, I could probably I come up with a better example, but I'm just going to use this I, one. I understand. So I have seven hours back. Okay. Then I also have, so not only do I just have like the straight up seven hours that I now have free and I just paid, you know, $180 to get seven hours. Okay. Then I also have the energetic reserves in my body, in my spirit, in my emotions because I don't like cleaning. So I have seven hours worth of energetic reserves that I didn't leak 
to cleaning a house when I didn't want to do it in the first place. So not only do I have the time, I also have the energetic reserves now. So the seven hours that I am able to do something else, like work on content, like play with my daughter, like go on a date with my husband, like take care of my body, those seven hours are multiplied in their power because not only do I have the seven hours, I also have the energetic reserves of seven hours of work I didn't do that I don't like to do. Then on top of that, I have the fact that every time I walk into the house after Sarah's cleaned it, I feel so happy and I feel so grateful. And I walk into the room and I'm like, look at this clean floor. Look at this clean toilet. It gives me tremendous joy to come home to a clean house. And I enjoy it for several days afterwards, really thinking about how grateful I am for that. So that's like this whole other layer that powers up the time and energy I saved even more. So it's not just $180. It's $180 that I spent to get seven hours of my time back to layer on seven hours of energetic reserves to layer on several days of joy and happiness and a feeling of gratitude and the joy of living in a clean house. So to me, I can't afford not to spend that money because The time I then have those seven hours might as well be 21 hours or even like 49 hours. Like it's a force multiplier beyond anything when you stop doing things that you don't like to do that you're not even that good at. Because by the way, I'm not that good of a cleaner and that like it would bring you such joy for somebody else to do. So I hope that helps because this is not just about paying somebody to clean your house. No. And this could be anything for you. I know some women who, or and men as well, who love to clean their home and they find it to be a stress reliever. So for you, it would be great if you kept doing that. But there will be something else in your life that you could apply what I just said to. That's great. I like that. The coffee kicked in. I can see that. Yeah, I feel so much better. Oh my God. I was like on a different planet when we started. Now I'm on Planet Bulletproof Coffee. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but I want to know how do you plan your. Right. So I just want to say one more thing regarding. I'm going to bring up a. uh, This is going to be a sensitive subject for some people out there. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sensitive subject alert. As Penelope would say. Yeah. Uh oh. I was working with somebody that joined her you saw in a business and they were talking about they didn't have the money to do certain things, this, this, and this. And I was like, well, tell me your day, blah, 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 whatever. Then I come home and I kick back, have a few drinks, glass of wine, beer, et cetera, whatever. And I always go this route because this is somebody who I am someone who used to get wasted a lot. Okay. We're not talking about like once or now my, as an adult, as you get older, they're like, well, I have a social, I'm a social drinker, you know? So it's like, look at what the checkout escape mechanisms are for you. Now it's fine to have checkout and escape mechanisms because they're going to be a part of life. And that's okay. You know, going to the movies, I love to do that. Loving to watch a show like This Is Us or something with my wife, love to do that. But if we're sitting around and it's like, if we're alcohol consumed every single day and we're like, well, I can't afford a housekeeper, but I can afford a case of beer every week or I can afford a bottle of wine every night or two bottles of wine every week or three bottles, that literally can be put to use to help you grow these other things to get stuff done. And this will be people who are like, well, I only have one or two, or I only got out once a week or whatever. Like that doesn't matter. Like it's about where you're spending your dollar bills. Where are they going towards? So one of the greatest things I've ever decided to do in my life was to stop drinking. And 
I don't say it because it's like I had an issue because there was I wasn't like I partied a lot and then I just stopped. Like there was not an addiction thing where I went on for on and on and years and years and years. But it was one of those things where I said I made a decision that said I have to change. And this doesn't have to be alcohol. This can be some sort of other decisions going on in your life. Could be a relationship, could be a house, could be a place you live, whatever. But I made a decision like the life that I want to live drinking this substance and going out to the bars will not help me get there. And I was also running out of money. So I had to make sure I put the money back into the business when I started. And this was literally a month later, two months later is when Kate and I met or not met, but that's when we just went on a road trip. So like making that decision is what changed my life. And so Actually stopping drink it's very easy because it's like not it's like wearing like Steve Jobs used to wear the same outfit to work all the time and he used to wear black shirts and jeans or something like that. Mock turtleneck. Mock turtleneck. <laughs> black mock turtleneck. But it was and it's funny because I just ordered a shirt and I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm not gonna give it a review because I haven't worn it yet. But I just ordered clothes where it says that it's great for traveling, it's great for workout. Like my biggest thing right now is to find a t shirt that I can work out in. Not just wear the same day, but it's one of those things that are stinky, stinky, but it's one of those things that I can just wear back and forth that I feel comfortable in. And so that I can create my uniform for myself because that is something that I notice. Like I give a lot of shirts to Goodwill that like I outgrow them or whatever it is. And I want something that's, (laughs) well, I get fat, you know. And they're from, you know, and I got, you are from all the CrossFit, like your shoulders are getting, no, bigger, I'm, so you are I'm adding muscle, but I also just made it sound like you're five, right? But muscle in place, like you don't gain muscle in your abdominal section. Like, yes, you get abs and it gets you your, but when you get fat, it grows in your abdominal section in your face. Like I just looked at pictures from Penelope. We had the photo shoot when Penelope was a newborn and I was like, Oh my gosh, my face. I was so, so round. But anyway, so it's to look at what it is we're using to check out in our life and what is the escape mechanisms we're using. And those most likely we can find money from it. Like Netflix, for instance, is $14 a month. That's $14 a month. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but those little things add up. Spotify, if you're paying the premium, that's like $14 a month, right? So that's 28 bucks I just found right there, you know? So it's to look at what those mechanisms are. So that, I'll just cover that real quickly. And I have a whole nother, like, we should do a whole podcast on, like, drinking and drugs and all that stuff. I'm going to put that I think down. it's really relevant. And I think it's, yeah. So what do I do to answer Kate's question on a weekly basis? So... For myself to get, this has changed a lot because as I told her yesterday, me being a dad is one of the most, it's like, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's just, and I even talked to one of the women that Penelope sees for her skin I saw yesterday and I said, you know, life is really good, but I just am like, still feel lost a little bit about just being a dad and how it all kind of fits into it. And it's been 18 months and she goes, yeah, it's the hardest freaking thing you'll ever go through. Like it's such a, it just opens up your life in a way you never will. And I said, it's different than like, I talked to my buddies about it, but they don't understand. And I said, I think it's just because they're gone all day because they work, you know, and it's nothing against like guys that work or anything like that, but it's just the experience of being here every day and kind of like Kate and I are really tag teaming this parenting game. 
you know, she'll be like, well, I want to go to dance class tonight or I want to go out to dinner with friends or whatever. And great, you know, go do it. And then I went to like do man shit the other day to go go karting. It's true. My friend Sarah turned me on to this book, Getting to 50-50. And, she, and it's about, I haven't read it yet because I can't find it. It's out of print. But it's about like getting to 50-50 where you're sharing 50% of childcare, 50% of the household stuff, 50% of income, whatever. And I was like, I don't need to, like, I will read that book because I think it's interesting. But I was just like, I think we, you and I are the closest to 50-50 from an income perspective and a childcare perspective of any couple I've ever met. Yeah. And so that has been, it's like, I, it really, I cringe when I hear dudes, like we were in our parenting class and one of the guys talked about, well, I feel like I'm the mom. And I was like, no, you're actually the dad, dude. You know, it's like, what? Like. But it's a cultural thing. Like it's been drilled inside of us to say the mom is the caretaker of the children. Right, like or when what's guys been... are staying home, they all refer to themselves as Mr. Mom. Right. And it's like, nope, I'm a dad. So it's like that has been going on in my head. How do I fit all of that in? So it's actually kind of I felt a little lost, honestly, since Penelope's come about. So but then to yeah, it's just that's a whole nother conversation we could have. So what do I do on a weekly basis? We have our Sunday meetings, and then I look at what are the main... So the role in our business has changed dramatically for myself recently, but now I think it's going about to change again based off our conversation yesterday with Kate that Kate and I had, which is totally okay. It's just the ebbs and flows of business. And I kind of feel like it needed to... Like, me stepping away from the day-to-day stuff in our business and kind of what we've been doing has been very beneficial because I've been able to see where we have some loopholes. When you're in it every single day, I'm not able to see like, what's the loopholes? Why is this missing? What do we need to fix? You know, so the, sometimes you don't, you miss that. But now because I've been letting the team run it. Right. You got a 30,000 foot view. Right. And it's funny. I actually was talking to our friend Phoebe the other day and she has a podcast with James Wedmore called Mind Your Business. And I was talking to her and she's like, well, how's business going? What's this going on? I said, you know, what's funny is like with KateNorthrop.com and everything that's running there, like I could do nothing, you know, and things are operating. And she's like, well, how does that feel? I was like, it's weird and it's cool all at the same time because I know we have the people in place to make stuff happen, which is exactly what we do. And it's been great to be able to do that. And that's really been my role is to set that structure up. And then it's also setting up where it sets it up for Kate to be successful as right, well. Like you're the engineer. Right. You build, I am the, the, engineer, you build yes. the foundation. That's what I went to school for. Yeah. That's why I'm saying yeah, it's kind of cool. It's good. Yeah. Now you're just doing it with people and right. systems. Correct. And business systems. Yes. Yeah, it's way better than like sitting behind a. Well, you know, I always said I don't want to be an engineer because you sit behind a computer. I That's what you do for work. Sit by a computer now. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the difference: you don't have to sit there. That is correct. You could choose to get no, up at any time. No, and that's a huge distinction to make. Like it's being on the podcast. They talked about being happy, which is you know yesterday with Ben Bergeron, and we can link that up in which the, podcast in this Ben Bergeron podcast. Oh, the happiness thing that I shared earlier. What's I'll it link called? it up. It's called Built by Bergeron. Oh. And he is a CrossFit coach. So a lot of his stuff goes to like how he's coaching his athletes. But his athletes are winning because he's teaching them about mindset stuff. It's really just like I can like I can have a whole. Oh, my God. It's amazing to watch that whole episode. I'm writing down notes. It's like happy. It's basically like what the truth of happiness is. Happiness. Because and I'll just share. He one of his athletes won the CrossFit Games last year. With the medal around her neck, he went and met her in the coach's area. She stood on the podium. She got the medal. She walked back and she goes, it's funny. I thought I would be happier. Mm. 
and he goes, happiness doesn't come from achievement. No. You know, and it's just wow. like, and that's what he, and I was like, oh my God, that's, that's amazing. That's a very sobering goes, moment. Yeah. And the, she is the CrossFit Games champion crying. It's been her dream. She worked her whole year for that to do her grandmother died. That's a really, you know, it's a really touching thing they did in the documentary. The CrossFit Games, it's called, I don't know, just Google CrossFit. It's a 2017 documentary. You can see what I'm talking about. But at the end of it, she walks off and gives him a hug and was like, I thought I would be happier. Mm. And he goes, she's not happy because that moment, in that moment, she's still growing and thinking about next year. Like subconsciously, she hasn't finished what she wants to accomplish mm-hmm. yet. And he goes, achievement doesn't create happiness. And it's it's That's so, so true. true because like our business, I think about that. When we first hit $100,000 in a year, we were so excited. I remember us being so excited. And the next year, the following year, we doubled it to $300,000. And we were so excited. But then what do you think about? Be like... Let's get to 500,000. Let's get to a million. Let's do this. Like you always are continually growing and pushing yourself. So if we put achievement to the goal of what happiness is, which is what society trains us to be. So once I hit the six figure mark, I'll be happy or whatever that is. You're never going to be fulfilled. Once I have that car, you'll never be fulfilled by it. You know, it's like if I look at like, you know, our president, Donald Trump, Everything he has, like the amount of great materialistic things that he can achieve or whatever, but the guy's miserable. And like you can see it on his face and his kids are unhappy and you can see the whole thing. So, yeah, check out that podcast with Ben Bergeron and about happy. It it was such a different perspective than I've ever heard about anybody creating happiness. And I've never really studied it or any of that stuff. So it was really interesting. But anyway, back to kind of the way I plan my day. This is like a 45 minute answer to the question. Yeah. And I just look at, we go through our Sunday and then I kind of map out each day. I plan from a calendar perspective, some things I want to get accomplished that day or that week, like what you are doing as well. One thing that I've noticed a lot lately, and I'm being much more, I really pay attention to the way I function each week. When do I operate best? I've noticed that I used to work out at 830 in the morning and then I would always, no matter how much food I ate I just don't, I feel drained throughout the day. It's been really interesting. And I think it might have been meal timing or, you know, it's like getting enough carbs after I work out and not feeling enough energized. But one thing I've switched this the last two weeks is working out at noon instead of at 8 a.m. And that allows me the morning to be productive. Now, if Penelope starts sleeping better, which she's doing now, I can get into routine. And I have stressed out, we've talked about this a lot on here about having a morning routine for myself to like get up an hour earlier before everyone else. And the reality is this week, Penelope was waking up, woke up at like four this week. And I've just looked at myself and I started, I got my Kindle or she went, she goes back to sleep, but I wake up with her and then I get my Kindle. I read and usually fall back asleep. I am prioritizing getting more sleep right now than I am working because I need it. I'm like deprived for a year and a half. So I'm just trying to catch up on much as I possible. I'm going to bed at like 830. Like it's crazy. I just crazy. read a study that said the average mother loses 700 hours of sleep in the first year of parenthood. And I would say that you have as well because you do yeah. just as much nighttime parenting as I do, if not more right now. Right. And now you stop breastfeeding. So it's like a whole, it's even ball game now because you don't have to breastfeed at the night. So I mean, it's I like, haven't. I haven't nursed her at night for a while yeah for nine months right yeah but it well when you were st- weren't nursing at night she was still like she could smell the milk and she wanted the milk she was still asking yeah, so for it was it. weird i was just saying no 
Yeah. So that's helpful. For me, it helps to just say, okay, what are my priorities today? And I know with like four kids, Lady A, how we started this podcast off, it's like really getting the priorities for each week. And well, my question back to you in your response was like, what would you like? Because B-School is technically an eight-week program. So what is it at the end of eight weeks you would like to actually accomplish? Because you're feeling behind because we're on week five and you haven't caught up and gone through module one, two, three, and four. Well, maybe it's like, I'm homeschooling my four children. I'm teaching them. I'm educating them. And it's almost where it's like, are, it's like, what is it the one thing each day I look at one or the one or two things that I can get done for myself that make me feel accomplished today? So it was like a while ago, it was like getting our taxes completed in a timely manner. It's like today, one of the biggest things is number one is I want to go through for our bookkeeper for business, I, every month I review the charges to make sure they're categorized correctly and all that stuff after they organize them. So that's the one thing I need to do today that will be like, this day is awesome. That has no, there's no income producing activities from that, but it keeps the books organized. It's like the foundation. It's of the foundation home. of our business is like yeah. the money stuff. Like the Sunday and Monday was like finding a new place to move in. And I knew by the end of this week, we needed to have a new place to go because now we can get a rental because we're going to need a storage unit. So I can go get, start to look at the storage units and then we can find that. And honestly, like we could start slowly kind of going through certain things each week to say, all right, let's box up our books. What books do we want at the new place? What can we put in storage and like moving that direction? So, cause a lot of times at moving, we wait till the last minute, we don't go through everything. We throw it all in a box. It ends up we in a end new up house. Paying to store stuff that we don't even we need don't in even the first need. place. So now we can spend the month after this trip to Ellicottville. Now we can spend the rec- next couple of weeks. I was organizing that. So that's really how I look at each day and each week. Now it's like, what would I like to get accomplished? Now we're launching something in May, so that's a little bit different. And I've been hands off on that a little bit, but now I think it's. Now with project organization, it's getting back into that a little bit more because based off, you know, Kate and I, our conversation last night. So that'll change a little bit as well. And I know each, it's super fluid. Like this to me is like the feminine energy part of my life that I'm kind of letting flow instead of trying to micromanage all of it. And we have a friend that I love dearly, but we, we were talking about our business and she's like, for the last 10 months, I have had like two weekends off and I've worked 10 hours a day. Or something. And they made tremendous amounts of income. It was crazy amounts of work hours. And I know that might happen, but she also seemed a little stressed about it. I am not. I think it's highly unlikely that I will ever go through a 10 month period where I've been working 10 hours a day and only taking two weekends off. Right. And I want to make sure that I balance like I, I want to make sure that I'm living the life that I want to live for myself, not in the comparison mode. Versus like if I look at somebody like Gary V who works 16 to 18 hours a day and the story that he is okay with doing that is he's running a 700 person, 800 person company, $150 million a year. And the story that he tells himself is that his wife and him, they both grew up in households where their fathers traveled all the time. And, you know, and so the kids are, they see their dad, et cetera. And he did, he doesn't record and document like how much he sees his family, et cetera. But that's also not what I want to do in my life. You know, like I don't want to be doing that. It's definitely not what I signed up for. No. And so it's one of those things where it's really like looking at how I'm living my life and am I happy living the life that I'm currently living? Not in comparison to say Gary V or Tony Robbins or 
Marie Forleo or Oprah or something like that. Cause I can't look at Oprah. She doesn't have children. So it's one of those. I mean, that's the other thing I really have to say, Lady A, is I just want to really acknowledge you for homeschooling for kids and what an incredible commitment that is because so often we'll look at people like Oprah or Marie Forleo or Gabrielle Bernstein or whoever, you know, you admire and you say, Oh my God, they get so much done. Hi, they don't have kids. So I really feel like every piece of business advice. And that's okay. We're oh not yeah, like, of course. It's totally right, right. right. No, like that's a, you know, whether it's a choice or I know some beautiful, amazing women where it really wasn't their conscious choice and they weren't able to. So, you know, that's completely, it is what it is. Right. Right. But I just want to say from our perspective as people with children, it's not a great idea to compare ourselves or like Tim Ferriss, for example, you know, total bachelor like, completely owns his own time. Doesn't have anything that's going to throw him off particularly. So, or Darren Hardy, you he know, has a dog. Okay. That's which I feel that dogs are distracting and adorable. They are distracting. But like every piece of business advice I gave before I have kids, before I had kids was sort of like that could, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay. And it applies in some ways, but when you have children or you have special circumstances, like you might be caring for a parent, you know, we have dear friends who are caring for their father and it's like, that's a whole other thing. Or like we have friends who have these really special needs dogs and really honestly, their commitment to these dogs and their health is like, you know, he was up like six or seven times a night, every night with the dogs. And I was like, okay, hi, that's more intense than having a kid (laughs) in certain ways. So I'm just saying like, consider your situation, consider your season of life. And then also in addition to, you know, I love my practice of not transferring my to do's over to the next week because it's a natural pruning process where every single week it ensures that the list just doesn't keep getting longer and, and longer and longer. some of those things I'm, might transfer over. Oh, some right? of the things end up but back on the taking, list. you're not taking one list and then adding to it and yeah. adding to it. No, some of them might end up back on the list, but I really, I'm just being honest. I don't go back to the list from the previous week when I start the new list. I start the new list based on the new week. And then in our team meeting, if there's something that needed to get done from the previous week, I add it to the list. Yes. And then if throughout the week I remember something, like for a couple of weeks, I needed to get back to Hay House on some questions on my new book contract, which I'll be sharing with you more about what that's about later. You know, that didn't happen for a couple of weeks. But the reality is it wasn't a priority because I know I'm not going to start writing that book until like June. So that's the kind of thing I could have beat myself up for like, oh my God, you've been sitting on this contract for over a month. What's wrong with you? You didn't get it done. But instead, I'm just like, I didn't get it done. And I didn't need to get it done. So it's a process every single day of what needs to happen. And then also getting into acceptance about what doesn't need to happen and letting go every single day. And you might even want to write a list down like your to-do list and then your not to-do list, Mm -hmm. the things that you're going to just let go. So for me, there's like a pile of stuff on my dresser that really needs to be attended to. But it's like we're moving and it'll get in a box anyway. And so like I'm just not going to spend my time getting all my jewelry organized and getting Penelope's clothes that she outgrew and getting my summer stuff. Like it's all just sitting there and it's not a priority right now. So that's on my not to do list. Cool. And I think with, you know, a couple things when it comes to I also know 
as being a dad, right? Like we talked about that. Like I'm going to be a dad for the rest of my life. Like I have a child, right? I mean, that's the goal. That's the, that's the goal of life, right? But the period of her needing me is short. <laughs> you know, it's like she'll always want to like chit chat. I mean, that's it. Hopefully that's the, I mean, my philosophy going into parenting is that she always will. I'm always there for her when she wants to talk. But like right now is such an early stage in life where it's, you know, she's not going to the bathroom by herself. She has to change her diapers. By the way, we need to upgrade. We need to get rid of the size three and upgrade to size four. You think so? Yeah, they're too tight on her. Oh. Yeah, they're leaving red marks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to buy some today. Next size diapers. Yep. Next size. Big step. Moving up. Penelope's moving up because her legs are getting bigger. Yeah. I've noticed that just holding them. Because she's been doing that weird, weird she, squat walk. She like and like growing her quad muscles. <laughs> Watching a group of children interact is like it's like drunk adults. Like that's exactly they like wander around and they're like. She does this squat walk sometimes just to be funny. That it kind of looks like she's like a cowboy who just got off a horse. Yeah, anyway, and then she looks up like, at us and does. smiles because she knows she's being silly. so. I know, and we've gotten so much side tangents this episode. It's been great. I know that this period of time where she needs me to function as a human is very short-lived. And I was thinking about this the other day and I was just like, okay, just be in it. You know, when yesterday she was sick, we kept her from daycare. I was just here. I was just in it. I was being a just totally present with her. And it was such a great time. We had so much fun and just two of us, but that is so short lived. And the common saying between everyone that has children, it's enjoy it. It goes fast, right? It's like, no kidding. The Life days goes are fast. long, but the years are short. Oh, That's what everyone says. Yeah. I'm like, all right. But I am starting to experience that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's well, the thing with time is after you have kids, I told Lindy this yesterday, I was just like, you don't know what three days ago was. Like, I have no idea what three days ago totally. was. Like, what did I do Thursday? I don't know. Because, like, you're, it's almost like survival every day. But it gets so, you really in the on. moment. Yeah, it does. But hold on a second. So it's like to really think about this time, Lady A, and for anybody else that feels this way as well, depending on what your life circumstance is, it will most likely what's going on today will have an end point. And I know that it, when I'm, so we're going to have another kid. That's the plan. Eventually. Eventually. But like, even now, Penelope is, let's just say she's two. She's not two. She's not two till September. But I'm just going to say it's two for easy math, right? In 18 years, so 16 years from now, I am 34. So I will be 50, right? Better start planning that party. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, when I'm 50 and she's 18, let's say she goes to college if college doesn't blow up by that time or whatever, right? It's like she goes to college when I'm 50 years old. That is still young. Like the amount of stuff from the time I'm 50, I'm going to live to 102. That's my plan. And so when I die at 102, that's 52 years. Right. And the 18 years of having her at home is a blip is on the screen. It's so stream. blip. Like it's such a blip. Like it's like... Yeah. So when I look at that to say, okay, I have this time from the time she's 18 and the technical thing in the United States is we get them out of our house at 18 years, whatever, you know, that could we'll change. see. We'll see. I think that's changing. I think it's changing from our cultural because we're really the only culture that does that. I just think it's, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think community will in the next 20 years will be a much greater part of our life. It's like bringing things back home. We've built these mansions all across the United States. People are living by themselves. People are miserable. Like we're moving in we next want door to, our to good friends of ours. We who are have building a, kid a commune our same age. So that is not yeah. naked commune in the no. mountains of 
California. We have commune with it with our own house. We're planning yes. on sharing, you know, a swing set yes. and a snowblower and like communal living with the <laughs> Yay, benefit of your blower. own kitchen yes. and your own walls. After this winter, I understand why people hire people to do their driveway. Because I was like, yeah, there was a lot a of lot. snow. I shoveled a lot of snow. But anyway, so it's just like to really think about this period of time where it's like we will not. if B, Let's just say you don't go through B-School for 10 years. As long as Marie keeps the website up and live and allows you to yeah. access the content, you know, 10 years is a long time from now. But like, so what? You know, who cares? Because I know if I'm 50 and I don't go through B-School until I'm 50... I'll still be able to build a business from the time I'm 50. Very successful entrepreneurs have started building a business in their 50s and 60s. Louise Hay started Hay House at the age of 60. Right. I mean, it's so The Wendy's guy cool. that started Wendy's was like 60, 70 or something, you know, when he started Wendy's. Not that they produce great food at this moment in time. I think he had good intentions when they started, but I think once you start mass producing stuff, it goes a different direction. But yeah, so to really think about that. And also, I want to say one note about just hiring people in general. I have felt this, but also I know this goes on with other folks like hiring a housekeeper, hiring a cleaning lady or whatever we end up hiring in our life. If they're not working out and it feels awkward or weird like to you, it's okay to not keep them on your payroll for the rest of your life. You know, like we have gone through quite a few cleaning services and it's just, you know, when it's the right fit and it requires, it's like dating, most of us haven't married the first person we've dated because we played the field or we tested the waters or like living in the same place we lived or we're not still friends with people that we were with in kindergarten, you know, or in high school or college. I, I right? am friends with people from I know kindergarten you are. I know you school. are. Yes. But would you say the majority of your are you still friends with a lot of people from you? Yeah, you're I'm weird that way. Yeah, you have great. Well, you. But I can see, like, my friendships were built on establish of partying. So this is one yeah. thing of... My friendships like, were always built on the establishment of, like... Real friendship. friendships. Right. So that you've created real, legitimate friendships. I've created fake friendships. <laughs> and it's true. Like, that's why I'm not... So it's like... But a lot of my friendships from that time are still partying. So that... We went different directions. I started a business. You know, this direction, we went different directions. So we just f kind of fall out of place where we're at in friendships. So... It's the same thing when we do hire people. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have people on your team for life, but there is a point where we will continue, Katie and I ourselves will continue to grow. Like our, I would say one of our goal, like our, just one of our life experiences or life values is growth, yeah. right? So it's continually grow. And if someone happens to be on our team or just like is in our life, that isn't, that's not one of their values they will either match us on our growth or they won't. And that's okay. You know, it's perfectly okay. It just might not be the right time for that person. So that's what, sometimes with hiring folks, I know that they'd be like, well, I'm committed to doing this. And I feel that as well. Like in our company, I've talked to Kate a lot about this as well. So it's just one of those things that, and it's affected us in the past from a business perspective. But just when it comes to asking for help or outsourcing, yeah, we just have to, it's a constant, like having a Rolodex of babysitters for us is a high priority. Yeah. We don't have enough of a Rolodex yet. So it's to continually keep finding people that resonate. We had a babysitter came here and it didn't res. It was very awkward and strange. Yeah. But she works great for some of our friends. Um, she just didn't work for us and that's okay. Awesome. Cool. So to answer your question, Lady A, how do you get it all done? We, we don't. don't. The end.
Thank you so much for listening to the Kate and Mike show. We will see you next episode. I've gotten a lot of good episode ideas during this episode, but if you have any things that you want us to talk about, please leave a comment on the podcast episode over at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast and let us know what you want to know more about. Thanks so much. Bye guys. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things, but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrop.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.